Are you putting the fire out or are you part of the spark that starts it? It's episode 150 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. What's up, storytellers? Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast, here to make sure there's no BS in your brand story. You want to make a lasting impact in this world, and you know that storytelling is the best way to engage your ideal audience today, but finding and sharing that brand story can be a confusing process. My friend, if you're confused, you better believe your audience is too. And that's why I'm here with over two decades experience showing up for audiences as an actor, a speaker, a storyteller, and a coach. Each episode, I'm bringing you my signature storytelling tools and transformative founder stories, helping you go from confusion to clarity one episode at a time. I want you to feel like you can put what you learn here into action right away. So put this stuff into motion on your social media posts, in your marketing, or even around the dinner table with your friends and family tonight. Share the stories that this inspires you to share because when you share your story, you shape the world. I'm your host, Alex Street, and for this episode, I wanted to reinforce an idea that I have constantly running through my head. And I thought that 150 freaking episodes into this podcast would be a great time to remind you and to remind myself that I am here to start something, not to end it. I am here to start a conversation not to end it. I don't know if you've noticed, but if you listen to the end of the podcast every time, I have a send-off that I say, I say, my name is Alex Street, this has been No Boring Stories, and we are just getting started. It's because I believe so deeply that when we share a message, it is to start a conversation, to spark a fire burning in somebody else's life or community. That is the power that our words have. Hear this. If you are a speaker or a communicator in any form on your social media, on stages, on platforms, whatever you've got, in a boardroom, when you speak, remember you are here to spark the conversation, not to end it. You are in the position to start the conversation, not to end it. So today, I want to make sure that you are absolutely clear on how to start great conversations instead of being a boring speaker, a boring storyteller that ends conversations and nobody remembers and nobody talks about after the fact. You don't want to be that, right? So let's be people who start conversations and actually make lasting impact in this world. I don't know if you saw the show Parenthood. Um, It was on for like eight seasons or something. It had Dax Shepard and Lauren Graham and basically everybody else that was on their second show at the point at that time. There was something that frustrated me so deeply with one of the main families in that show. And it was that they had a, a few kids. And whenever something came up, whenever the kids wanted something and the parents were like, no, you can't have that, the kids would argue and the parents would say, stop it. Conversation over. End of conversation. This is what's happening. I don't want to hear any more. And they'd walk out of the room. Now, if you're a parent, heed my advice on this. As a parent also, this doesn't help. 
This doesn't help move the relationship along. All it does is stomp your authority all over the room. But if you actually want to build a lasting relationship, you want to build something where it feels like you're in this together, you're creating something together, you want to feel like there's high trust and high value in everyone's voice in a conversation, especially as a parent, then recognize that even if you have a strong idea about what's going on here, you are part of starting the conversation. You don't need to end it. I remember when I was speaking a lot, uh, you know, in my role as a youth pastor, there was, when I was starting out, I really thought that I was there as an authority, the authority, you know, on what these passages say, what these stories mean, and and especially for these these kids who are trying to figure this out and don't really understand it. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a wise old man at 24 years old, and of course I have all the answers, so I might as well share them with them and tell them the way that it is. I mean, let's talk about everything that's wrong in the with the church and with religion these days. But hey, let's not go down that rabbit trail right now. But there I was standing on the stage every week and presenting this message, thinking that I was there to to end it. I was there to put a bow on it, to close the box. Then we started to switch up kind of the way that our program went. So if you're familiar with youth ministry and youth groups, you know, usually there's like, it's an hour and a half program. You play some games, you sing some music together, and then somebody will get up and deliver a message. And then you kind of hang out at the end and toodaloo, that's the end. Then we started to switch up our program a little bit where after I would speak or whoever would speak, we would split into smaller groups. So if there was 100 kids there, then we'd split into, you know, groups of 10 all around the facility and then have further conversation about the thought, the thought, the point, the theme. How does this impact your life, 12-year-old? Let's talk about it. It was really amazing to have those opportunities for conversations, but specifically as the speaker then, now I'm not just focused on how do I create the best experience and put an end to this so that we can close the book at the end of the night and send them off with a really nice, clean package. No, 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 no. Now my role was to open a conversation. I was the opening act to the actual goods of the conversation that would happen after that. And I truly believe that our world today works best like that, where anybody, including myself right now at this very moment, is delivering a message on their stage, on their platform, that I am not here and you are not here on your podcast or on your shows or on any other show that you are to, to stop the conversation and send people off with a nice clean package, but you are there as the opening act to a further conversation that the audience hopefully is engaging in after they hear and receive your message. Do you hear that? Do you get that? Do you feel that? Doesn't that feel more impactful than simply having this moment to get it all right and send it out in something nice and tidy? Because if you screw that up, you screwed up. I know they don't get it. But if you're there to open up a conversation, I believe there's actually a lot more room for playfulness. There's a lot more room for questions. There's a lot more room for mistakes even because you're trying to really just play along and and get to this point where you can send it off to a good conversation to happen afterwards. 
whether it's immediately afterwards or it's 10 years down the road, if you want to be the kind of communicator that is remembered for sparking an idea in your audience's mind that then leads to further transformative conversations, then you are going to love where we go in this episode because I'm going to teach you some tricks on how to spark that conversation instead of being the wet blanket that puts the fire out. I went from always thinking I need to end the conversation to realizing I am here excitedly to start the conversation, and I'm here to help you do the same today. But I think the problem is, the reason that we don't do this is some of the things that I've already described, right? Whether you're the parent or the speaker in the room, it's this level of authority. You feel like, well, I'm the authority. I know what's up here, and I don't want them to leave with any doubt. So since I am the authority, I should make it very clear what they should be thinking and what is going on here. If they don't, then haven't I failed as the authority? And I think there's this twisted idea, which we could get into another episode, about what authority really means. Authority does not mean that you impress, that you you run the table with your ideals and that you stomp over everybody else's. Authority is given. Authority is demonstrated because of respect. You gain authority from an audience when they respect you, when they trust you. Authority is not in a title. It's not in a role. It comes from respect. So yes, you are the authority, but use that wisely and use that to continue to build trust with your audience. And just because you're an authority doesn't mean that you can't listen to the people in the room. Significant stuff right there. But another problem is that we think that, yeah, no, I'm supposed to, I'm here, I'm hired as a teacher to teach them, to tell them. What value does it bring them if I'm the hired person to speak and to teach and now they're just listening to each other? Okay, I get it. There's a question in there. We'll address that in just a second. But there's also this problem around, I just don't know how. A lot of people I talk to and, and focus on, focus and work with say they just don't know how to start a conversation. How do I do that? How do I spark something? It's way easier, let's face it, to show up, drop your lines, and walk out. But the difficult part in this is when we actually start to communicate. Because communication is a two-way street. If you just show up and yell, you're not communicating, you're shouting. If you just show up and share your message and just speak your message, you just tell them what's up, I would argue that's not communicating. That's just talking. Communicating receives as well. So this is an opportunity to receive. This is an opportunity to build trust. This is an opportunity to actually create a learning atmosphere. And if you are interested in building lasting impact, then we are have to be interested in creating a learning atmosphere where we're all listening and learning from each other. Yes, you can still lead that conversation. That's why you're here. But let's do that in a masterful, tactful way to spark the conversation, not end it. And the good news is, it's easier than you think. 
which of course you know because you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you know that that's the way that I roll. And also, hey, if you are interested in doing more work on this, you've got speaking gigs coming up and you really want to be someone who makes a lasting impact, then let's talk about one-on-one speaker coaching. This is the work that I do with people that are preparing for talks or they're preparing to apply for talks and you don't have one yet. We get nitty gritty. We get into the details and I help you not only develop the keynote speech or the workshop that you're going to market, you're going to pitch, but then we work on tight knit performance aspect stuff that really elevates your game to help you stand out from the crowd and make speaking magical. If you're interested in speaker coaching, then go ahead, go to alexstreet.ca slash coaching, or just hit me up on Instagram at street says and say, Hey, can we talk about speaker coaching? And we'll get into it. All right, let's get into the four tricks here that will help you spark the conversation instead of ending it. These four tricks are going to help you as the communicator, as the speaker, whatever platform you want, you're on to start conversations and make a big impact. Number one, fresh idea. Number two, relatable story. Number three, create an experience. And number four, converse. So let's go through those four right now. Fresh idea, relatable story, create an experience, and converse. All right, fresh idea. Look, if you bring a fresh idea, then you better believe that people are going to be talking about this. This is why Super Bowl commercials are talked about for days after, because they're always focused on doing something new, doing something that hasn't been seen before. Same with Super Bowl halftime shows. Same with just about any actual ad out there is trying to do something that nobody's done before. And when you can actually bring a fresh idea, then it's going to create conversation about it. You know, recently, the last, what, six months, year, we've really seen AI show up. And if you want to talk about AI, then go back about 10 episodes ago. And I talk about whether you should use AI for your business or maybe not. But this idea of AI showed up and then everyone started talking about it. This was a fresh idea. Because it was a fresh idea, well, now you've got people that can show up on stage who do understand it and can speak about it. And if you're doing this right, well, that is a fresh idea that you could hop on and then open up the conversation for people to talk about as well. When you bring a fresh idea or you speak about a fresh idea, it really gives opportunity for people to speak about it also because everyone's kind of curious and everyone's going to have an initial opinion about it. So if you're out there and you're feeling like, I don't know, people aren't really talking about it, maybe you don't have a fresh idea. Maybe it's time for you to, to look at what you do have and the way that you do speak, teach, coach, and think, how could I freshen this up a bit? Could I spice this up, put some flavor to it to make it a little bit more fresh. Bring something fresh, and it'll create fabulous conversation. All right, let's look at number two. Number two is, of course, relatable story. Now, you know, I cannot go an episode without talking about story. So if you want your talk to be talked about, if you want to start a conversation, then have something relatable. Have something that people lean into and go, you're kidding, you too? 
Because then you know they're going to go to the coffee shop with their friends afterwards and say, I, it was just when he said that thing about his mom being an actor and then something sparked in his life to make that impact. I remember feeling that when I was like 13 years old and I saw the teacher make our room laugh. Man, I had a moment just like that. That's what's possible when you tell a relatable story. It gives something for people to truly latch onto and say, that's just like me. And that then is going to make them want to talk about their own situation in the same way that you just did. Relatable storytelling is an incredible way to start conversations. It keeps the conversation going. It makes other people want to share their stories. And it makes people ask questions. Say like, I don't know, was that right? Do you think that was right when she said that? Do you think that was right when he did that thing? That's the way to start a conversation. Fresh ideas, relatable stories. What about experiences? I believe if you actually focus on creating an experience with your audience, they can't help but talk about it afterwards. What do we do when you go to a movie with your family? You get in the car and you say, hey, what did everybody think? Oh, it was good. It's good. It's good. What part did you like? Oh, I liked it when this happened or when that guy actually showed up when you didn't think he was going to. They're talking about the experience. They're talking about what happened. I think of some of the some concerts that we've been to. And you think of the moments that stand out were when, oh, when they played this song. And they then they just turned the mic towards the audience and we all sang along to shake it off. That was the best moment. Wasn't that amazing? When you create an experience with the audience, you give them something to talk about later. I remember we did this thing where I, I was at a, a big event. There's 500 teenagers and we, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, where I actually got in a chicken suit a full, you know, adult sized chicken suit and came down from the rafters during like the opening act of the evening program, came down from the rafters during a song and then led the whole crowd in a crazy rendition of rock and roll rap hokey pokey. I'm telling you, this was 12 years ago. There were people who were in that audience that will still find me and tell me about that moment. I guarantee they can't tell me who spoke that weekend. They can't tell me who was there. They can't tell me what they did with their friends, but they will tell me about the chicken coming down from the rafters. When you create an experience for people, they will talk about it. And it doesn't mean need to be, this is the good news, it doesn't need to be something big and explosive like that. It can simply be something that sparks their emotions. Something that stands out from merely being talked to. It could be something where they get up and move. It could be something where they interact with something. It could be something where it, they feel like they are needed and necessary for the program to run as you wanted it to. Create an experience. You want to do this live at a retreat. You want to do this on your Instagram. It is possible to create experiences for people where you involve them. That's what I'm talking about here. An experience is when the audience feels like they are involved in the process. Create an experience and people will start talking about it. And finally, you want to start a conversation? Then converse. This kind of goes with the last one uh, when I broke that down into involving the audience. But this one really is just merely about turning the microphone to them and saying, what do you think? Turn to the person next to you and tell them about a time when dot, dot, dot. Hey, does anybody have an opinion on this? What do you think? Somebody shout out an answer. There are ways to actually get your audience 
to raise their voice, to speak up and speak out and be a part of the conversation. And if you are a speaker and your audience is speaking back to you, guess what? Now you have actually literally started a conversation. And it can continue so easily from there. I love to do this on podcasts, actually. When I am a guest on a podcast, one of my intentions is to make it a conversation. And a lot of hosts are very good at this. They invite questions. They they really make it kind of an easy place to have a back and forth. But some way that I do this very intentionally, you can try this too, is when you're on a podcast, don't be afraid to ask a question back to the host. That, I think, is really what breaks through just the interview and turns it into a conversation. When you are able to say, yeah, well, this is what happened for me, but what about you, host? Was there a time that you really noticed that your story mattered? Can you tell us about that? I think that would be really great for your audience. And then every time that I've done it, they jump right in. They're like, oh, yeah, actually, this is really good. That's fantastic. Sometimes I'll actually offer to like coach people on their podcasts. And what I love about this is it really feels like it's a conversation. Now, there's a fine line that that can be drawn there between me trying to take over someone else's podcast and I really try not to do that, which is what people are afraid of by doing this in a live setting. If you as a speaker throw the microphone to the audience or throw the opportunity for them to speak, will they take over? The good news is you're always in control. So show up, act like it, be in control, and ask them a question. And if they're rambling, then just shut it down and keep going on with the message that you have planned in that way. But that actually happens a lot less than you'd think. So we get to show up and converse. Fresh ideas, relatable stories, creating experiences, and conversing with the crowd. These are ways that you can start a conversation instead of ending it. And when you do this, you know what you're going to do? You're going to create wild trust with your audience because they're going to feel like you really care about them. You're going to inspire difference making beyond the room. They're going to go and talk about this. And that is exactly the kind of impact that we're here to make. You're going to share your stories. You're going to share your message instead of just telling your stories. Or telling your message. And finally, you're going to be remembered. This is a key way in creating a memorable speech and a memorable moment. For people to know who you were, to remember your name and remember the experience that they had with you as the speaker is to start a conversation that goes beyond the room that you're I'm excited for you to go and put these into practice. I'm excited for you to go and light little fires all over the place, not literally, but to spark conversations in every room, in every video that you make. May you be somebody who sparks conversations instead of putting out the fire. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. Let's go. 
I'm so excited that you got to be a part of this conversation on the No Boring Stories podcast. So go ahead and share this episode with the people that you love so that they can experience the same kind of transformation you just experienced while listening in. And then go ahead and rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform as that helps this episode get seen and heard by so many other people. Thank you for being a part of this. I am so grateful to spend this time with you. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started.